Oof. Jeez. All right. Let's get back into the swing here. Yeah, we need to get back. I need to do a little bit of stretching. I need Jerry. I'm already a man down. I was going to say. I need Jerry here to get my juices flowing. (laughs) Just to rile you up a little before we get started. (laughs) All right. Let's do this, huh? Hi. Welcome to the Still Loading Podcast. Uh, We're, one, super stoked to be back. It feels very weird to be back. Um, But today we got Kaylise. Yay. And we have Jake. Yo. We are a man down today. There's been a lot of uh, people that we know getting COVID and whatnot. I actually had it over like the holidays, kind of. My and my whole family kind of got hit by it, but we're here today, and I'm just excited to be back. It feels Same. weird, right? It feels good. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about what we're gonna talk about. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a long time, but yeah. I'm, I feel like uh, everything slowed down for a minute. Like, but yeah. it's holiday season. That's yeah. just kind of what you expect, but. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready, too. Well, we're going to talk about the one thing that I think is much different this year, because I haven't heard much of it or seen much of it, the whole resolution thing, you know, it's New Year's, but I haven't seen much of it, but I feel like, and we're going to get into it, is people, I don't think, have a lot of hope for this year. (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong? I think think people do. People wanted to have so much hope for this year. (laughs) I think we need it, otherwise we're just going to try ourselves Yeah, yeah. And but, I don't Go know. ahead. No, no, go ahead. And that's what I want to talk about is I think people get caught in that feeling usually of it's a new year, things need to get better, um, this is going to be insane, like we, we need to, I don't know, make some crazy resolution, but this is the year that I think people are just like, if it's just a little better than last year... That's a good thing. Yeah. As long as it doesn't get worse, we're okay. <laughs> the bar is very low. Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> true. That's true. The bar is definitely very low. But also, I think there's people, and we're going to speak on this, is I think people are putting these crazy, unrealistic expectations mm, on yeah. this year to the like to the point where if anything tiny goes wrong, it's in their heads, it's, well, we're back to having a yeah. crappy year, you know? And so I want to talk about that. I want to talk about, I guess, a healthy mindset and mm. both for both the Christian and the non-Christian and what's important in order to stay sane this year. And I think a lot of times, just to start off, is we take uh, these things that happen in world events or in life and we put these weights, we attach these weights to them that directly affect like our mental well-being and the thing is we don't need to have so much stake in like this event or that event because it doesn't necessarily affect our everyday lives maybe but i think just to start people put this huge pressure on the year and put these huge weights on the things going on around them so like i said when you got all this weight balancing on this tiny little like month that we've had and then if something rocks all those weights are going to fall off or, or like everything's going to be a mess, everything's going to tip over and, and then people don't know what to do, mm, yeah. right? Yeah. So how do we, I guess, have that healthy mindset where we don't go into this year like that, walking on eggshells, like 2021 needs to walk in the door, but walk through all these eggshells, walk through all these obstacles that we put forward because it can't be a bad year, you know? Yeah. You have something, you go. No, <laughs> I'm just, when you brought that up, it just 
it made me laugh because literally within the first week of this year, I think everything <laughs> kind of uh, tumbled down, so to speak. Yeah. Um, just a lot of chaos uh-huh. going on and, and a lot of uncertainty and everything. Um, and I think it's, you were saying that's so interesting. It's easy for people to to place all these expectations. It's almost on purpose. To, so you're, you know it's going to fail. So then you can kind of give up and not have to worry about it. Well, it's already blown. You know, I'm nothing I can do about it. And then you're just stuck in this like negative mindset, but it's justified, you know? Yeah. And that's, I don't want people to be there, you know? Exactly. It's, you're expecting the failure to come yeah. and you're expecting to get let down. Uh-huh. So it justifies the actions you do in the future. Mm. Like, well, it's too, it's happened. <laughs> Nothing I can do about it. You know, like I already walked in the door. I'm here already. So yeah, might as mm. well just keep going. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like I feel like yes. I feel like both like yes to both of those things where it's like people and their ex- but but I think what the problem is is like you were saying earlier is that you put like and I think that's my are we going to get into resolutions? Should yeah. I should I pause on this? No, just keep going. Well, that that's like my issue with resolutions mm-hmm. is for the most part we make them and we make them to where if any of the variables don't line up then that resolution's done. Exactly. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like totally. 2020, I want to lose weight. <laughs> oh, pandemic, gym's closed. I gained 15 pounds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. I'm it's a loser. justified. I'm done. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's not my fault. Yeah. But that's my thing with resolutions. It's like, uh, there's so many variables to everything that, and going back to your point is like, and this is not just in a new year thing. This is like, in general, I feel like as Christians, we do, we put, and as people, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to speak more to the Christian is like, we do put so much weight on things that like have no certainty. They have no guarantee. Yeah. They have nothing. And it's like, a, it's a gamble. Mm-hmm. And then when it goes wrong, it's like, no. And your whole life crumbles. And you're like, yeah, what did you, like, I, what did you expect? expect? what did you expect? Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of how I feel about it. Not to mean like, or to sound like I don't have like grace or sympathy, but in my head, it's just kind of like. This is what happens when you put weight on things that God tells you to not put weight on, you know? Well, I think being able to see in that mindset is honestly um, grace in and of itself because I think grace really comes from it's like not so much that you're going into a situation knowing it's going to mess up, but understanding that things aren't perfect mm-hmm. ever in anything, in, in your relationships even, you know? it's Imagine if you have that mindset with Jeremy right Kaylee's or if you had that mindset with uh Raina mm-hmm. when one little thing goes wrong it's like oh my gosh divorce right. I gotta get out of here or she's gonna divorce me or he's gonna... it's oh my gosh it's it's terrible you know yeah imagine having that mindset in just about any other real practical situation it, it's insane mm-hmm. and, and it's like yeah we should go forward with so much overflowing grace to the point where something does go wrong it's like that grace kind of covers it that love for one another kind of covers it. it's like right love covers a multitude of sins and i think walking forward with that is really saying like walking in grace and not so much walking graceless where you're like yeah well there is people who are like well yeah. everything sucks so i just know it's gonna suck and that's how i'm gonna walk around but I, I i choose to walk around knowing that i serve a perfect god mm-hmm. who has the whole world in his palm in the palm of his hand and who created beings that were meant to live in perfect harmony with him, but we messed up. So therefore, after that, 
there's going to be strife. There's going to be pain. There's going to be uh, tension. There's going to be all this wickedness, wickedness, whatever you want to call it. So why am I going to walk forward into a fallen world expecting things to be perfect? Yeah. Instead, I'm going to walk forward knowing I serve a perfect God. You know, I'm not going to walk around thinking people are perfect and I'm going to give them grace in that situation. Yeah. yeah. That's like kind of what I am. That said, you said that better than kind of what I was trying to say, but mm-hmm. it's that same thing where you, the resolution is no, I need to get this, 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 and this done mm-hmm. because I make it, I made a goal, which I think goals are good mm-hmm. to, you know, that's good, but yeah, of course, planning. Yeah. Tasks, but you, the yeah. mission and purpose of your life yeah. can't be dependent on those things because they're all variables where you, what you're saying is the mission and purpose of your life doesn't change mm-hmm. regardless if the mm-hmm. variables yeah. change mm-hmm. i heard a, a a pastor said it like this because he was like he's like a you know all into the politics and stuff too and whatnot and he was talking about i guess he was asked by a reporter and he goes so now that uh donald trump's out of office like well how do the evangelicals how does the church like what are you guys going to do now and he goes what do you mean? <laughs> he goes, we're going to do the same thing we've done for 2000 years. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's, yeah. it's nothing changes uh-huh. regardless of the variable, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that as the Christian is like, that's kind of more of a mindset to be in. It's like, well, how can your purpose and mission align with Jesus and align with that? And it's love and it's grace. It's those mm-hmm. things, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, on the other end of spectrum, I think, I'm <laughs> never one want to keep to resolutions. I like to, to make them and then Same. they fall apart like Maybe a month or two later. Like. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I Same. remember, it's, sorry, side note no, just really yeah. quick. I made, I was like, you know, I'm going to be vegan on this certain year. <laughs> I it remember like, that. It, it was going 2017 into 18 or 18 into 19. I don't remember. I did it for about like two and a half days and then <laughs> stopped. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, and I think that <laughs> that's such a perfect example. I could give you many of the same examples. Uh, I'm going to, Jeremy and I had a resolution. It was a very well-meaning one. We're like, we're going to at least walk, like walk slash run a 5K uh-huh. every day. And I think we got three days into it. And the next day we're like, oh, you want to go get Chick-fil-A right now? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that kind of <laughs> faltered. But I think what I was saying was i like the intention behind it Mm -hmm. uh, to an extent i think the idea of making changes to better your life and to better yourself and to better your relationships with the people around you i think that's healthy like i said to an extent i Mm -hmm. think obsessing over them like crosses crosses the line but wanting to make like really having time and i don't think it should be limited to the beginning of the year but i think that's obviously when we tend to focus on it the most, but really taking the time to think about areas of your life that need improvement. Um, You know, and I think what you were saying, Jake, is that I think Christians at least lose the perspective of exactly, you want to make those changes to to make yourself better, but it's really like, what's what's the intention behind it? Who are you doing it for? Um, And I think as Christians, we really need to take that focus and put it on, well, how can I make myself a better follower of Christ? You know, how are my goals and resolutions, so to speak, how are they aligning with what Jesus says I need to be doing in my life? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times like our well-meaning ones do line up, like wanting to be healthier, work out, like mm-hmm. our body is a temple. We should want to take care of it, you mm-hmm. know, those kind of things. But are we doing it to, to take care of ourselves? Or are we doing it for an image thing? You know? Yeah. So really I think goals and resolutions are super helpful but we really have to look at the intention behind them and why mm-hmm. we're making them. Yeah. That's and true. I think 
I was having a conversation with Phil the other day and he said something that was so beautiful to me and, or he painted this picture and I'm going to probably butcher it, but I think this idea of like this resolution where, uh, it's an overnight change, you know, it's cause that's basically what it is. It's from December 31st to January 1st, all of a sudden there's this overnight change. And I think that's even the same thing with when you're dealing with habitual sin as well. At mm. the sa- it's kind of like the same thing where, um, say for dudes, porn is like a big one and it's been, it's been a big one for me as well, you know, and yeah. you, you, but you get in these moments where you watch it or say whatever it may be, you watch it and then you're like, well, I'm done. I'm never doing this again. Mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. is awful. Uh, never going to happen again. And I feel like that's the same mindset that most resolutions come from is this all of a sudden you can just shift, you can change, you could be completely different and you give, you don't give yourself grace. And when you don't give yourself grace, I don't think true change happens. And when I was talking with Phil, he was talking about grace and he said, grace is more like a pool that you kind of slowly wade into, you know? And if you try to make it this, this huge tidal wave that just completely changes everything instantly, you're just going to wind up like washed up on shore over and over instead of waiting easily Mm -hmm. and like lovingly into grace. And when you're able to do that, you're slowly able to change your, your thinking. You're slowly able to change, uh, what you do. And it's like the same thing with that porn. It's like, once I was able to start looking at it in that way, it was a life changing experience Mm -hmm. in my life, you know? And with resolutions, I think, we need to take it day by day instead of just thinking, hey, this is going to be absolutely completely different now exactly. that it's January 1st. Because if January 2nd comes and say you don't do whatever your resolution is, that doesn't mean it's done and we're talking about that. Mm-hmm. That just means, hey, I'm just like slowly getting into this pool of grace and I, I haven't been able to dive in completely yet because of my own shortcomings and my own doings. Like God's pool of grace is always there. Mm-hmm. But I need to realize, like I said, it's not this dive in head first. It's as human beings, I've no, I've noticed that we just slowly dip our feet in and then our legs and then our torso. And That's, then we completely get submerged. Yeah. In. And I think the way to like kind of look at that in regards to like resolutions or whatever is like what's instead of making your resolution for January 1st, it's like make it for December 31st where by this time, mm, yeah. like give yourself the time instead of mm. being uh, an example of that was. Raina, when she started getting all into fitness and health and stuff, I was not, you know, <laughs> but, but, uh, eventually I, I kind of like, I don't care that much, but I started going to the gym with her and whatnot. And that's been mm-hmm. really fun actually. But anyways, but I, when I first was like, all right, I'm, I'll, I'll start doing this with you. I got to put on weight. She's losing weight. That whole thing. I remember going to the gym and I like, was like, okay. And I went as like as hard as I possibly could. I threw up in the parking lot. <laughs> this is a true story. Ask oh. Raina. I wasn't even in the parking lot. It was actually like at a red light. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't go back for like three weeks. I was like, dude, I'm done with that. That <laughs> was the blame worst. You? Yeah. yeah, that was like the worst thing in my life. Like, I don't ever want to do that again. <laughs> this is a real story. That really happened. But like, it, but to further the point is it's going back to like, okay, I'm going to give myself eight months to okay, month one, I'm going to go, okay, all right, we're getting there. Month two, we're getting there. Month three. And then you kind of do it that way. And it's the same thing with grace where it's like, you have to, you have to give yourself some space and some time and be not easy on yourself, but graceful on yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't beat yourself up all the time. Well, I think a great example of it is Peter. 
when the people come to arrest Jesus, this is the dude who chopped the dude's ear off and who was ready to go blow to blow. And when Jesus was saying like, Hey, like I'm going to get crucified. I'm, this is going to happen. And he's like, what? There's mm-hmm. no way I'm going to let that happen. Like, yeah. there's no way <laughs> I, I'll be by your side forever. Like, what are you talking about? That ain't going to happen. Like, I'm not going to let anybody betray you. And then he gets arrested and then he denies Jesus. <laughs> he's like, I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> then he denies Jesus three times. Like, I don't know who that guy is. Well, you know, when yeah, just le- the night before or whatever, a <laughs> few hours before is just die, supposedly die hard. Right. And I think we got to take that picture of resolutions and the picture of grace in that same manner where if we moved forward in a way, say we were Peter and we moved forward in that way of like this unrealistic expectation, this is where I'm going to be forever. And if I'm not, then I don't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He would have just fell away from Christ and been like, well, I messed up. I'm done. I'm not going to try anymore. But that's yeah. not what he did, you know? And then sure enough, it's like 60 or 90 days later, he preached a message that saved thousands, it says in the scriptures. And this is a dude who failed, who went back on what he said he was going to do, but because he per- was persistent and he had grace for himself and because he received yeah. that grace from Christ and he understood that, he's able to do something amazing. He started the church. Exactly. Well, exactly. Can you mm-hmm. imagine if he just would have gotten caught up in that moment of denial and being like this... Like, I messed up so hard. I can't go back to this again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and God had such a bigger plan for his life than that mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like you said, he literally built the church upon him. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I just can't, it's so funny, like hearing that story as a kid, like growing up at church, you know, you always look down on Peter and like, how, how could he, uh-huh. you know, how he was so gung ho and like, I would never do that. But now yeah. I'm thinking now it's like, I don't know. You the know. Guy. <laughs> Jesus, huh? Can you imagine? <laughs> but I really put myself in that situation. Like you're getting arrested, interrogated. Like what would you realistically do in I that I would moment? deny him instantly. Oh, 100%. Do you think you same. would? Yes. Like today? I'm sure, dude, if like cops are up If someone on... came to you right now and put a gun to your head and was like, you follow Jesus? You say yes or no. That's terrifying. Oh I, my I would, gosh, I would that like, is terrifying. Yeah, I, like I don't even want you to answer it. Yeah, I would like to say, yeah, I would say yes. But who really knows? I you think I would honestly there, say dude. no. Yeah. Like you self-preservation. You don't know until you're there. Because yeah. then all, what that does is bring, sorry, this is a side note. Yeah. I know. <laughs> sorry. It brings this rush of like, do you really believe that there's a heaven after yeah. this and you're yeah. going to go there? You know, type mm-hmm. of thing it brings that kind of long drawn out process that we go through in life. Like thinking about those things to an to, instant. Yeah. To an in instant. Yeah. Do you? And it's like, <gasps> Ooh. yeah, dude, sorry. I like hypotheticals. That's why I know. And that's a, a wrestle with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean, did I interrupt you? I'm no, so sorry. Not at all. I was getting to that point. Exactly. Oh, it's okay. like, what would you do? And, uh-huh. but I think t- that goes to your point of, we can be so strong about these resolutions and goals, but when it comes to the moment, you know, do we, do we really follow through with it? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think in our faith and in other us in every area of our life, I think that's present. Mm-hmm. This like, do we, are we actually holding strong to our convictions? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. The choice in the moment. It's like, mm-hmm. do we always make that choice? No. And how do we get better about making the right choices? You know, and I think something with this idea of resolutions and goal settings that's really important and what you were saying about slowly wading into it is these small like incremental changes daily practices yeah absolutely getting into to habits of things and not trying to 
like you said, make it overnight change, but really thinking and waking up with the mindset of, okay, what's a small way that mm-hmm. I can carry out my goal or I can, can carry out my purpose today? Mm-hmm. What does God want from me today? Just mm-hmm. kind of thinking in, in smaller terms and making it more attainable than something that's so, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just out of reach, I guess, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's kind of what we were talking about when we first started it's when this when it's this out of reach thing mm-hmm. unattainable that's that's when you assign like the weights to it like i was saying it's just it really just turns into a weight more than something that like frees you from whatever it is because say your resolution is working now or being better at managing your daily tasks or anything when it when you make it unobtainable like in your head you're just adding that weight and it turns into just a stress into something that gives you anxiety more rather than something that should be freeing or something that should benefit you in life right yeah and i think you brought it up a little bit earlier the purpose Mm, yeah purpose is what survives through the ups and downs of life and that purpose comes solely from god himself yes and it survives the ups and downs like i said and it survives those moments where you go two weeks without following through on your resolution or whatever it may be. Right. Mm -hmm. And I kind of talked about that on Sunday too, is that, um, Jesus came down and he told his disciples, right. That they're going to take a break. They just went on a ministry tour and they're going to take a break and they're going on a break. And then people beat them there and they're like, they want prayer. They want to talk to Jesus. I'm sure. And they want healing, all that stuff. And it was their time to take a, a, a rest though. Time to take a break. And, Jesus's purpose for life that having that heart for the hurting obviously was more important and he understood that that's his that's part of his mission as part of his mm-hmm. goal so even though he was tired even though he didn't feel like it or even though he didn't know it was like maybe didn't necessarily want to be there it's like that heart for the hurting that purpose was bigger than anything else that was going on and I think when we carry that same purpose like that heart for the hurting. That's always the simple and easy way as a Christian when it's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know my purpose. I feel like I'm just failing. Number one is like, have a heart for hurting people. Have a heart yeah. for your neighbor. Have a heart for the people around you. Build those relationships around you. That is, that's a, a goal that will never stop. Right. Know? That's something you could obtain and, and do every day. I, I like, uh, is it Paul that he compares life to a race? That he his mm-hmm. life was like a race. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and he even says, I fought the good fight. Yeah. When he, yeah. Right. Yeah. So neither in a race nor a fight, do you really take a break and be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> it's like, you can't do that. You have uh-huh. to keep going. And in the same way, that's the life of a Christian, right? It's a, I'm on and mm-hmm. I'll, you know, it's that old saying, I'll rest when I die. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the truth for the Christian. It's like your whole purpose, your whole point of existing is for other people. Mm-hmm. It's for those relationships it's for Mm. standing up for truth it's for like that's who you are that's your purpose that's your mission and whoever's the president whoever's not the president whoever's whatever's going on whoever is on twitter whoever's not on twitter (laughs) it doesn't matter like it's every literally everything is irrelevant to Mm. that mission to that purpose yeah you can continue to fight that fight and run that race and there's nothing there's no variables in that you know Mm -hmm. um whereas in these kind of finite resolutions that we make they could just be like toppled over and eh, i'm over it mm-hmm. you can't do that as a christian yeah absolutely i think for me something that's been really hard to grasp or just wrap my mind around and kind of wrestle through the past couple of years especially 
post-college, getting into adulthood, everything like that, is this idea of purpose and God's plan for my life. Yeah. These really um, non-tangible concepts that, you know, people talk about. And I think something that I've realized is people expect God's purpose for their life or their, their own purpose. They turn God's purpose into their own purpose and make it so much bigger than it necessarily needs to be or or they expect more than it you know what it truly is um and this idea of god's like god's plan for my life is you know this really grandiose thing and and i need to accomplish all these things and god has so many things out for me and you know like god has planned out every little step along the way and for me i think something that i've come to believe is that you know, like you exactly said, the the purpose of the Christian life and, and the purpose of our lives is to serve others, to love Jesus, and to be like Jesus, to to serve the people around us, and that can take form in so many different ways. It doesn't look the same for any two people. Absolutely. the The goal is what matters and how we get there. Mm-hmm. You know, it could look, it could be as a teacher, it could be as a politician, as a police officer, as mm-hmm. a social worker. There's so many different. Um, as a stay-at-home parent, yeah, there's so many different avenues that can take, and it doesn't matter. Avenue, yeah, <laughs> out <of> church. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I remember, you know, as a kid, especially in, in high school, this idea of um, soulmates and, and God has the right person for you. Being told that a lot, mm-hmm. and God has the perfect person for you, and there's one person you end up with, that kind of a thing, and. It's so, and I think we think that way, not just about relationships, but about all these different aspects of us. There's one job I need to do. There's one city I need to live in. There's one mm-hmm. place I need to be. Yeah. And it's so not like that. God does <laughs> not, not have specific, all. you know, if you don't get to this person, if you don't get to this place, you failed. And that's and God's such a plan huge weight to carry. It is. Can you imagine if there was one person in this entire world you're supposed to yeah. find? Because what be if with you or... missed them already or something? Exactly. <sighs> that would also assume that. Everybody else before you got it right and didn't take yours. 100%. Because <laughs> if one person got it wrong, everybody's got the wrong person. <laughs> right? Like we think things are so contingent on, are hinging on one thing. Mm. And we place our whole life on this one thing and our purpose on achieving whatever it may be. And like you said, if you don't get there, it all falls apart mm. and stuff. Um, I, don't know, I, I think I'm just so grateful that life does not have to look, God doesn't have a certain, my life doesn't have to look a certain way. He doesn't have yeah. it laid out. And if I, if I stray a little this way, then yeah, it's no <laughs> heaven for you or you've failed. You know what I mean? And that's where that grace comes in. Yeah. Like we may, there are all these different branches mm-hmm. and paths we can take, but ultimately there's one true way to go. And that is, like you said, heart for the hurting yeah. mm-hmm. to serve those around us. And I think even there's so many great examples of that in scripture. And I think one of the greatest examples is uh, Moses, mm. because what you're kind of touching base on is this, this idea that it's like, God's going to make me famous and he's going <laughs> to turn, like have this perfect life. Yeah. And this is how it's going to be. And Moses is one of like the foundational characters in the Bible. And he didn't even get to see the promised land that God told him about. And God told him that, hey, uh, you're going to live there. And it's land flowing with milk and honey. These are people who are coming out of slavery, who have been oppressed. And he's telling them about this great thing. And he didn't even get to inherit that land. 
you know he didn't even get to be the one to walk in there yeah and i think people forget that your your purpose for your life may not look uh extravagant or be this lavish lifestyle and sometimes your purpose is to just honestly be somebody who fills the gap from one generation to the other that's like what moses said he Mm -hmm. filled that gap you know and that's what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to be the footstool of humanity, basically, in that moment. So that way we could be able to get to where we need to get to. Not because of what we did, but because Jesus came down and offered his sacrifice for us. And I think people, like I said, they paint it out in their head that it's going to be this amazing, perfect thing all the time. Butterflies and rainbows. That's how it's going to be. But that's yeah you're right that's not how it goes at all and the same thing for paul it's like paul decided to follow christ in the flesh he it's like this is he he came to him right changed his ways completely and the the teachings of jesus is this you experience freedom and peace and love and and then he gets imprisoned (laughs) for Mm -hmm. for most of where he's when he's writing you know and for most of what he's done through, through the scriptures and you like, what is he thinking? At well, that yeah, time? dude, most of his disciples were martyred. Yeah. You know, they were all like, uh, mm-hmm. most of them were killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the exact for everyone, but I know yeah. none of them. I think there was one that like, I could be wrong. I could be butchering it. Regardless, the point is like, God never promised like this clean, easy path to anything ever. Mm-hmm. He never promised that. Yeah. But we expect that. And it's why, why would you expect that? You know? Mm-hmm. You, if anything, if you get anything from this, don't expect that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of reminds me of when Peter, like you were saying how Peter cuts the dude's, the guard's ear off and Jesus is like, in my head, I'm thinking, well, Jesus told you this was going to happen. It's like, why are you surprised? Mm-hmm. And this might be going on further, but it's the world and the chaos. It's like, God's already told us like, the Bible tells us it's going to not be very pretty all the time. Mm-hmm. Like we shouldn't be surprised at this or think God is absent. Mm-hmm. The There's a pastor that said this and he goes, it's like when I fly and he goes, I'm thankful that when I get up and they let the seatbelts off, I can get up and roll around. He goes, but is the pilot will see, you know, um, what's it called? Turbulence up ahead in about five minutes. So he goes, okay guys, you know, have a seat, put your seatbelt on because yeah. there's going to be turbulence. And he goes, I'm thankful for that warning so that way i'm not like well what's happening what's going on <laughs> it just starts and, and in the same way that's where it's where the bible comes in where we're like god's like hey just so you know like this is kind of what it's going to look like yeah don't be too surprised like put your mm-hmm. seatbelt on you know i never mm-hmm. said it was going to be some cadillac mm-hmm. you know well i think we forget to realize because we look at the bible through our worldview in 2021 right now what can it give me yeah and just like we got to remember that those scriptures, like Paul wrote uh, all the letters in prison. Mm-hmm. He's in prison. Um, that was time under Roman rule. I mean, they went through so many different rules in the Bible, meaning like the person who's like the leading nation or whatever, mm-hmm. they'd be oppressing. Mm-hmm. These scriptures and things were written in times where, uh, like I said, Rome was in control and Rome had no morals. They did whatever they wanted, you know? And as long as you sacrifice to the gods, whatever those gods are like, Oh, the gods are happy with you. You know, there is no, 
um, their gods want you to be this way or that way. It's like, do literally whatever you want as long as you sacrifice to the gods. So one, there's no morals. Two, Christianity is a threat to Rome. And so they're trying to figure out, we need to stamp out, stomp out everybody who's a Christian, everybody who's, who's doing this. We need to figure out what they're about, what's going on. And three, they are just being persecuted consistently, mm-hmm. left and right. Mm-hmm. Just killed. Yes. Killed, tortured, um, questioned to the point where if, uh, if they think they're lying or they don't like this Christianity stuff, they're going to be executed. Mm-hmm. And this is anybody, not just like the Christian leaders. And we need to realize and understand that the, the Bible was written to the people during this time. And so when we freak out, I think about that. And then I think about people freaking out, especially Christians freaking out in today's world. Oh. And I'm like, you have no idea. What? Like, do this you is not remember? Yeah. Yes. Do you remember yeah. who this, these books were written to? Like yeah. in yeah. this time period, do you not remember? It's like, but instead we're just going to um, take that one verse, count it all joy, you know? And yeah. like yeah. take stuff, exactly. we're going to take the one verse, the few verses that we like and forget the whole overall context of the Bible <laughs> and who it was written it's to. It's like a minor inconvenience. And we're like, oh, count it all joy. He's, He's on the throne still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, <laughs> trials of any kind. <laughs> it's like, just put your mask on. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little tangential, but this gets me like a little riled up, I guess. Uh-huh. But it's, and I think it comes to this idea of, I feel like American Christians specifically, such a narrow worldview. Like we, we don't see, it's so hard to see outside of, and I think this could probably go for anyone in any country, but it's so hard to see outside of where we're living in this bubble that we're yeah. living in. And to think exactly, you said worldwide, there's literally places and I've been to a place where people have to meet in secret or the yeah. government will come and arrest you and either yeah. export you or <laughs> export, deport you. I'm sorry. <laughs> export you. Deport export you. Export that file. <laughs> you say photographer or what? Right? Um, or put you in prison, like you said, or torture you for your beliefs. And that's, I, I don't think we get a grasp on that because we don't live in a place where, thank, I mean, thank God we don't live in a right. place like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, all I have to say this. <laughs> yeah, and I see both sides too where it's like, I don't want to live in a place like that. Don't get me yeah. wrong. There's things that I still stand for, but I mean, like, I think I said this at Av one time where I was just saying like, if you went to China and said, hey, if you guys wear masks, you can meet, that would be like God answering their prayers. Everybody would throw a mask on and they would have the biggest church services on the planet and it would be yeah. like, God yeah. hears hears us, right? So it's like getting that perspective where it's like, yeah, I get, I get it, but... Mm-hmm. At the same time, and going back to what you were saying about the Christians being persecuted, even though that was their circumstances, guess what? Like their purpose was the same thing. Exactly. And that's when the church was exploding, dude. It was, I, yeah, time. it was thriving. Yeah. You're absolutely, you're, yeah, absolutely, dude. And to think that under probably some of the worst persecution and oppression, that's when Jesus Christ's church was exploding the I most. I feel like that's when people's faith is the strongest when mm-hmm. yeah. you're put in uncomfortable situations. I mean, life or death situations for mm-hmm. these types of people. And that's all you have to rely on. Mm-hmm. You know, we get so, we have so many distractions mm-hmm. here and so, and, and we're so comfortable because we don't have to worry about, um, it being taken away from us. Mm-hmm. So it's just easy to put it on the back burner. Cause it's not in our face every single day. This idea yeah. of what you're waking up and literally you're living for Christ that day. And 
you might die or be put in prison or whatever mm-hmm. because of it. Yeah. I mean, that makes it so top of mind every single day. Mm-hmm. It becomes this real tangible thing where you have a yeah. purpose that, like I said, survives and lasts throughout any up and down. So mm-hmm. it's like, so you just have this constant flow of something, no matter what happens, it's like, you can always lean back on that and be like, Oh, this is kind of exactly like you said earlier. It's like, nothing's changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if I'm in prison, purpose is the same yeah it's mm-hmm. like if the scriptures say i should freak out then i'll freak out but they don't so instead exactly. i'm gonna rest and have peace knowing that god's mm-hmm. in control yeah but it says things that are terrible are gonna happen but it never says to freak out you know mm-hmm. absolutely and you know that's a good that's a good thing but that's kind of going back to the resolution aspect of it where i think if i'm if i'm speaking to christians i would say let's get ourselves like a resolution want to make a resolution make it finding purpose and mm-hmm. getting and practicing the purpose of christianity that would be what i would say yeah obviously there's cool goals that you can do that might just be good for you and health mm-hmm. is like those are all good things but i think when it really boils down to it in the mm-hmm. life of the person that follows christ you we have to understand that purpose you have to and then everything else will begin to start making sense mm-hmm. slowly but surely but if you're going to put time and attention to anything, I think it should be that. Yeah, number one, mm-hmm. that purpose in Christ. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's the never-ending wave of life. Yeah. Still crashes at the feet of Jesus. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It mm-hmm. still crashes at the purpose that God has bestowed upon us. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, it's the greatest thing, dude. It's like, it it's gives a, you, it's it, the only thing. It gives you peace in times of chaos. It, I don't know. I could go it's, on forever about it, but. It's it's so lonely to think about not having a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, j- just going through life and like not having anything greater to work towards or to set your sights on in the mm-hmm. when things do go wrong or mm-hmm. things are falling apart around us. Just, I think that's probably the saddest and the scariest part. If 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 you don't believe in a purpose or a higher purpose, right? Like, what are you? I mean, that goes back to like nihilism. Like, what are you even here for? Yeah. yeah. You're just a mechanism in a giant machine then or, or what? But you like, know? especially Random. a time like yeah. this where it's like a crazy election, it's wild. And, I, you know, I've seen people like two hands against the wall, like, oh my God, well, hold on, hang on, hang on. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I know, I yeah, I guess I have an idea of what I want, but mm-hmm. if it doesn't happen, all right. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's, I guess it won't happen. It's the same thing just in the context, like I said, of when the scriptures were written and who they were written to. Yeah. It was like wh- I, crazy. It was insane. It was Dude, Nero was just <laughs> slaughtering people. Yeah, dude. Just like driving, uh, executing Christians, putting them like chained to the back of a chariot mm-hmm. and driving around like in broad daylight. Yeah. Well, like what you were saying, Jake, about... Um, chaos has always been going on just look at history i mean there's (laughs) yeah at any point you go back into history there is some form of chaos or always going on in the world at any given yeah moment at all times and often way worse than it is right now and in other countries way worse than it is happening in america right now oh of course so just having that perspective of like you said people are this is the worst we've ever since i can't believe it's (laughs) it's <laughs> yeah it's, it's been like this for i think it's just like how quickly people forget things it's so yeah true, you know? it's that and people have phones and stuff now so they're aware of what's happening around the world that mm-hmm. is that's a great point it's easy to not 
be aware of what's going on when you don't have any access or means to the information right then you just put yourself in a bubble and then you finally realize that oh my gosh this has been happening for 80 years <laughs> and no one's saying anything yeah. armenia has been killing it what yeah. it's like yeah that's been happening forever but I, I like the way that pastor said it he said when the guy was like well, what are you going to do and he goes are you, we survived nero we survived the roman empire we survived this we survived this he's like the church isn't going anywhere the church's purpose is going to continue to be fulfilled mm -hmm. no matter what the world tries to do mm -hmm. and that only happens when the church lives with purpose mm -hmm. you know but i think it's great it's like yeah the church has gone through a lot of stuff and is still thriving never gonna fail dude no and if it's not thriving here it's thriving over here yeah. and if it's not thriving there it's thriving over here yeah you can't you cannot stop it mm -hmm. and i like that that's cool <laughs> getting <Yeah>. excited <laughs> um weird thought real quick because <laughs> you're talking about it i was um listening to a pastor and i forget what study he said some health journal or i don't remember but um he was saying the average person touches their phone two thousand times a day i kid you not and like for those who are really hyper like hyper focused on their phone and need it really it's like upwards of four thousand times a day my gosh and that when he said that i was like oh my gosh this is insane but that's just a side note like that's that's very true what you said is having this flow of information that i don't even think our brains were supposed to have personally but that was insane to me and that kind of like opened my eyes to oh my gosh i need to sensory overload yes for sure. exactly because it's the same thing with uh, marketing, like ads and marketing oh, schemes yeah. on the radio, TV, social media. They bombard you. They bombard your brain with so many different things. And then I think it even fights against like your purpose. Because if you see all these things and all these things are thrown at you, you're like, well, I need to pick one of them, <laughs> you know, yeah. rather than. Yeah, they're fighting for your attention. And God's yeah. like, I didn't tell you to do any of these things. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's even just part of the problem with being focused and finding your purpose is you see everybody else living out their purpose right you see everybody else living it in this way and it's like well i need to live it that way too right like god how come god bless me they that person hates god but they're living this lifestyle or whatever it may be and so we we begin to compare our purposes and compare ourselves and then in turn it's like we're following humanity again rather than following Christ yeah. and those resolutions, it kind of goes back to what you said, Kaylee's is the why behind everything. Like if your why behind it is because you're comparing it to another person's life, it's like, mm, it's probably not a road <laughs> mm -hmm. you want to go down. When you're just always going to be miserable because there's always going to be something bigger yeah. to compare yourself it, to. It'll never be enough. Exactly. Once you get to the next rung, it's like, okay, like, for example, like buying a house, mm -hmm. um, a lot of people I know are, are buying houses right now. And so then it's like, okay, that's the, if we're doing the comparison, it's like, okay, get a buy a house. But then, okay, say everyone's now on the same level of having a house. Okay. Who has the bigger house? Yeah. Who's well, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who's got the nicer car? You yeah. know what I mean? And, and that's just very materialistic, uh, but it's a tangible example of how I think we look at things it there's a there's going to be something more you'll never you'll never be satisfied mm -mm. No. never no. no i think um 
we'll close with this question but uh so what is this a year of right like we're, we're talking about all us all of these things but what should this be a year of for uh, a Christ following person for the person who's like, you know what? I want to fix my eyes on Jesus. I want to gaze upon his glory. You know, what, is, what does this year look like? Uh, I can speak personally. Mm-hmm. I think last year I was, um, kind of in a, I think all of us were in like a wait, like a waiting year. It was kind of mm-hmm. like, wait, are we, is this almost done? Are we not? Okay. Let's just kind of keep waiting. And I think this year, and this is just personal and maybe this might help somebody, but I'd like, and my wife gets upset when I speak pessim- like pessimistically, <laughs> but I've given up. I don't think it's going to get better in my opinion. I, I just am like in that position where I'm like, I'm expecting it to st- the world, not to get better. I'm expecting it to stay where we are. Right. That's just kind of, and, but I'm okay with that. I'm like, I'm going to make this a new normal. I know I hate that word too, but, <laughs> but I say that because of this because I need to learn. I think the church needs to learn instead of waiting for everything to get better to operate is okay. Well, this is how it is. How can the church operate to the fullest potential? Because I think right now it's dark and it's weird and it's not, it's uncertain where the church is light and it is certain of the, it's certain of the purpose and the mission. Mm -hmm. So at what better time can the church thrive than now? Mm -hmm. So I'm in a position where I'm like, if it stays like this i'm not expecting it or praying for all things to just be way better and back to no oh my god use me in right now where it is where Mm -hmm. we are yeah Mm -hmm. you know otherwise we will spend our time no otherwise i will spend my time in a stagnant mode waiting for things to get better and then Mm -hmm. take off Mm -hmm. you know does that make sense oh absolutely yeah cool it makes perfect sense even just for my life in general i mean you know me well enough and kaylee's i think you know me well enough where I'm the person who sometimes I need somebody to just like push me over the edge because I'm waiting for the stars to align and yeah. for God to rain down fire to finally take a tiny step, you know, for <laughs> take for, a half step. Yeah. Take Speaks a half step. you through a burning bush. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like sometimes I, I, I need people around me and, yeah. and that's when I'm at my best, honestly, when I have a group of people around me who see me like trying to dip my toe in this freezing water and it's like, Ooh, and it, who just look at me and come over to me and just like push me in like, dude, what do you like? Hurry up and mm-hmm. get in there. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I, that's yeah. when I'm at my best. And I think what you said is perfect is yes. As Christians, we have to remember that Christ is consistent. Mm-hmm. Christ is never changing. He's unshaken. He is not deter- deterred by anything that's going on in my small world at all. Yeah. And so I want to follow him, but also, what that means is laying down my life so that way people around me can get to know who he is as well. Mm-hmm. And that is like the mission. That is the heart for the hurting, right? What mm-hmm. we talked about, that is what needs to be done. Getting to know uh, my neighbors, getting to know what their needs are, getting to yeah. know who they are, what they like, like things like that. So I can spread the gospel to them, you know, yeah. and, and stop waiting. I think, I think we've turned evangelism, at least in my head, for me, I'll just pick on myself. We've turned evangelism into that same thing though, where it's like when they finally ask me, uh, or when something goes wrong, maybe they'll finally ask me about mm-hmm. Jesus. And then when, when all these things happen, then I'll tell them about Jesus when instead it should be me taking it upon myself to get to know this person, 
get to know their struggles, get to know their successes, and in turn, tell them about who Jesus is. Tell yeah. them about why Jesus has made such an impact in my life or what he's done in, in, in my world, in my relationship, in my finance, all those things, mm-hmm. you know, tell him or her uh, who Jesus is and not wait around for the stars to align to finally, oh yeah, and I know this guy named Jesus, cool, see you later. You know? It'll never happen. Well, and it's, it just makes me think of um, that it's so it's so selfish when you are waiting because you're thinking about yourself and how comfortable yep. you are and, and the timing that you want to happen and the circumstances that you want, whereas flipping it around when you really take the time to build relationships like you've always said Dylan you're such a proponent for that to really care about these people it turns the focus from yourself to the to the other person Mm -hmm. you're not waiting it's like okay what am I gonna say (laughs) what's the right thing I'm gonna do how am I gonna make this person yeah believe Jesus because that's me 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 yeah instead it it puts it to the other person how Mm -hmm. can i care for this person what are exactly what are their needs Mm -hmm. you know how how can i show jesus to them Mm -hmm. fixing your mindset yeah to be more others focused exactly and i think overall that's what i think the not only this year but i think forever for all of time it's Mm -hmm. been the same since the beginning i think we just i know myself last year really taught me like okay man i need to really pick this thing up and really be a person who who does this not just talks about it just action yeah that's how i I think for myself too i want to speak to that for a second because in our bible study we're going through matthew and we were in matthew 17 and there's a story about uh it was a dude approached the disciples and his son had a, a demon inside him. He was having seizures and whatnot and the disciples couldn't heal him. And so then he brings him to Jesus and Jesus heals him. But Jesus is upset and he's like, he says to his disciples, it's like you unbelieving and perverse generation. How long will I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring him here to me. Then he rebuked the demon and it came out of him. From that moment, the boy was healed. I, I think when the church when us as Christians, I'm speaking to Christians, not to non-Christians, but when we aren't living our potential and our purpose, other people suffer for it, you know? Mm, And that demon stays in the person when the church isn't being the church. When Dylan's not going and talking to the neighbor, whatever he's dealing with stays there because we couldn't, we didn't have enough faith or believe enough to go and have that conversation. And at that point, it's on us. And Jesus goes, you unbelieving and perverse generation. Like, how when are you going to understand this? So yeah. I think for 2021 needs to be a, regardless of circumstance, a year of action and a year of just doing it as far as the church goes. A year of church being the church, you know, yeah. not going to church, but being a church. Uh-huh. I think that that's so important because, dude, people are depending on it, you yeah. know? A year and like I said hopefully a lifestyle a culture yeah of exactly yeah. of praying for people of going to people uh, feeding them paying their rent if they can of generosity mm-hmm. like all, all of these things like you said of being the church rather than making church the Sunday morning thing yeah you know, which we did assuming the church yeah which we mm. did and I think that's the biggest realization of last year is like oh man a lot of Christians, myself included, like 
you take away the Sunday, it's like, um, what do I do? <laughs> you I don't know? know what to do. Yeah. And when it's yeah. like, dude, this whole life, this whole like Christ following thing is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's not a Sunday morning thing. And I, I, it's, it's been crazy to see how many people have kind of given up on their faith because like, well, the Sunday morning thing was gone. That's all I really knew. Uh, so my life dude. hasn't really changed or nothing's really going on. So. Uh, I guess I don't need it, right? And it's like you were never living it out to its fullest potential no. in the first place. Mm-mm. And it's the people that are there on Sundays that that are currently still there on Sundays to me that are probably the ones that are living it out the rest of it and can't wait to meet together. Where mm-hmm. I, cause I still think the Sundays are good. I yeah. still think I you mean, know Paul meeting says don't give up the habit of meeting together. Yes, so I still think that's good, but when there was an opportunity to not go, a lot of people, Christians took that up pretty quickly. It was like the first thing, like, oh, <laughs> sick. Yeah, dude, and this like is they great. hadn't come back even though it was open. Yeah. It's like, oh, not to judge you, but like you should probably be at church with yeah. the rest of the people. Well, that's a foundational thing of Christianity is meeting together. Yeah. The laying of hands and praying on mm-hmm. for one another. Or two or more meet, I will be there with ex- Exactly. That's like a, it's a foundational yeah. piece, you yeah. know? And I understand those, like, if you have a family and it's like you want to decide to stay home because maybe you're worried about COVID and that's totally cool, but like, don't just be those Christians who stay home and look at it as as an excuse to not have faith, mm-hmm. you know, to not have a actual growing relationship with Christ, you know, because it's different. It's, it's a different thing of being cautious and like still doing the Sunday thing, maybe meeting with your family and praying like on that day or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And having that growing relationship, that's much different than just like you said, Jake, like, Oh, okay. We got this week off. Yeah. Using it as an excuse. Yeah. Not do it. Yeah. Cause when we're cooking breakfast, I'll throw it on, on YouTube in the background. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But (laughs) I think it's something to remember is like, I always think about this and I don't want to scare people. I don't mean that. But like there comes a point where we're going to be face to face with God and he's going to say, hey, I might have paused your church services, but I never paused your purpose. Mm-hmm. What happened with all that time? Don't pause the purpose. Hey, I like that. Title <gasps> it. Title it. Don't pause the purpose. <gasps> Don't pause the purpose. I like that. I'm glad it's I thought of it. That was fire. Was yeah. Good. I'm already writing a book about that. But. I finished my books getting published. But anyways, <laughs> um, I do think that that's a real thing that we should always remember is like. Your p- purpose is never on pause, regardless of where you are, what you are, who you are. Your mm-hmm. purpose from Jesus is the same, and it continues on no matter what. Mm-hmm. There are no variables that distract it. Amen. I love that. I'm going to end on that. Yeah. I've... What do you think? Yeah, everybody get my book. <laughs> <laughs> the non-existent book? Yeah. No, I think that was great. That was something good to, to end on. And so uh, just to reiterate is yeah purpose never changes and that purpose comes from christ and it doesn't look necessarily like this pre-packaged uh here's the nice car and all these people are going to line up at your door so you could tell them about jesus <laughs> it's some it looks a lot like being in the trenches from time to time yeah. whatever um those proverbial trenches are in your life at in the moment and and fighting for truth fighting for um who christ is and really spreading and loving uh, are spreading the love of God yep. that he's given to us, to everybody, having that heart for the hurting for your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that never changes and that will n- never change no matter what happens in the future. 
or what's happened in the past. Yep. Church has always thrived. But that's been the Still Loading Podcast. Kaylee, thank you for being here. So happy to be back. I'm I, excited. I yeah. know. I'm excited, too. It's, we should never bring Jared back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. Jake, thanks for being here. Yep. And don't forget to leave a review, uh, leave a comment, subscribe on YouTube, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Share I, it with a friend. Share it with a friend. Um, Bree, who I met at In-N-Out. She, I met her at in and out She said she watches all the podcasts. Like that was awesome. Yeah. So you're getting a shout out, Bree. Um, the last thing, I don't know if Spotify has like a review system, right? I don't know how that works. If they do, leave a review or something. But anyways, we love you guys, and we're super stoked for just what this year holds, honestly. And this is just the the beginning. So the best is yet to come. What's I was up? I was just gonna plug the Bible study on Thursdays Bible, if you're in yeah. Corona Norco area. Yeah, Jake, hit us up on Instagram. Yeah, Jake leads it, and it's great. So I love you guys. And anything else? Nope. Smash that like button. (laughs) I'm just kidding. All right, we love you guys, and we'll see you later.